Halloween decorations up yet? I think you guys got those nine foot skeletons yes. up. Not the yes. nine foot ones. We've got a we've got a pirate who's sitting in our living room, and we've got a witch sitting in our. Kitchen okay, table. so that would scare the shit out of me. Like I would come downstairs in the middle of in the early morning and just wet my pants because I'd forget that the <laughs> fucking pirate was there. Uh, now, listeners, you're probably going to listen to this closer to Thanksgiving, but for us, Halloween is just around the corner. Uh, I might leave my spooky decorations up until Christmas, to be honest, like until I switch over to the Christmas decorations. So Sam and I got our first holiday decorations. We yes. got a um, uh, a Christmas gnome, like a gnome. <gasps> Those are creepy as hell. Dressed it up in a Halloween mask and a machete. Nice. And also put a garland for, mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. a, it's holding a pumpkin in its hand. Yeah. Um, and then after Halloween, we'll take the mask and the machete off and I'll just have the, the, gar- the, the garland and the pumpkin. And then after Thanksgiving, we'll take those off and we'll add a Christmas wreath and a menorah. I love that um, you have thought this through. You're like, this is a multi-purpose gnome. His name is Noel Holy Noli Bun. Oh, that's amazing! I look forward to what he'll be wearing the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so this no, this I hope this gnome is now a permanent fixture on your doorstep. Yes, and actually, we might add one gnome each year <gasps> um, as like a yearly gnome. Oh my god, I love this idea um, so and much! And they might be like might be small, but like on big important years, we might get like a bigger gnome. Are you know. guys open to receiving gnomes as a gift? Maybe. Uh, I haven't discussed this with him yet, but I'll get, I'll get like, back to Will you. you guys adopt a gnome if given one? Maybe. Um, She's like, oh no, all of a sudden everyone. It begins. Gnome it's like, I'm going to tell all of our friends to get you a gnome as a present. This um, is my first gnome that was a gift. Oh, Isn't it cute? He is cute. He's got a little heart on his hat. Oh my God. It's a Valentine's gnome. Oh my God. So cute. I am so glad, though, that you described your gnome on the front porch because I've seen that picture that you yeah. posted and I'm mm-hmm. like, what is that? Is that a Halloween thing? And I didn't Underneath think to, I didn't want to ask. I'm like, okay, is that a Halloween? What is it? And I'm so it's glad. It's creepy as hell. It is. It's creepy as hell. Like, it is. Okay, because I couldn't make it out. I was like, is, is that a Halloween? A bunny so with a scary teeth, wow. scary eyes, and blood on the chin. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, nice. I had no clue. I was like, okay, it's creepy, whatever it is. Now I'm like, that's what it is. Thank God. It's a gnome. Because yes. I had no clue. But I love uh, it. We, speaking so of that creepy. nine foot skeleton. I want I one so pictures. bad, you guys. I want there's one. one. There's one down the road for us where it mm-hmm. looks like there's a whole bunch of skeletons attacking a house, which nice. I saw last year. Well, they yeah. bought like that, that big 12 foot one, whichever one from Home Depot yeah. or that huge one. Mm-hmm. But I did see pictures where someone said, uh, what are you going to do with that later? And they showed... Uh, the skeleton like putting a star on top of a you know they have it decorated for Christmas and he's like Aww. putting a star on top of a like twelve foot tree like he's he's helping doing nice. that like, it's like when are you gonna nice. use this any other time Halloween and they were like I'll show you like I that like, skeleton is gonna be my new lawn ornament and everything it's gonna be everything this is gonna be yeah. the Valentine's I, Day skeleton it, it. first time I saw it we watched it and I went oh, where can we put it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have, we have our usual hodgepodge of things. Uh, my Halloween decorating style is things that caught my eye at target every year. Um, so it really doesn't have any kind of theme. We also have our usual, uh, five nights at Freddy's inflatables in the front yard. 
Um, I, I don't know. I don't remember how much I talked about this last year, Sarah, but having those things is like, like, it's like adopting a pet. Like you have to be worried about the, like, is it raining? Do I need to bring the inflatables inside? Like, did the inflatables fall over? I need to go check the inflatables. Sometimes Foxy's no. head pops off and I got to go put it back on again. No, um, well, I told Sam about that. And so we decided it's uh, a lot of work. Um, although they're doing better this year because Chris actually went out and got them some platforms. Uh, so they're now sitting on a platform and so they don't get as they seem to be a little more stable than they were last year. Um, so thanks to some good engineering, I think the inflatables might be less of a hassle. But if it starts raining real bad again, like it was a couple weeks ago, then I'm going to have to go out there and like hang them up and make sure they're not getting wet because we did have one get too wet and like the motor busted because it got full of water and we had to we had to replace Bonnie. Bonnie Bonnie drowned. Um, oh, Bonnie. So, uh, yeah, the inflatables, they stress me out a bit, but the kids love them. So I, I got to put them out. I got to put them out every year yeah. because the kids love it. Yeah. Um, welcome to the Feminine Mistake podcast. Uh, this is not a podcast about Halloween decorations um, in November, but I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And returning to the show uh, with us, we have uh, actor, writer, and director Brandon Mitchell. Uh, welcome, Brandon. Brandon. Thank you. Welcome. Glad to be back. Welcome back. Uh, so uh, aside from talking about Halloween decorations, uh, we're also here to talk about uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, uh, which was the, the movie we watched this month. And we're going to this is our second half of our conversation. Uh, before we do that, um, ordinarily, we would talk about what we're watching. But I something came across my Twitter feed today. And I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys about it. Um, Sarah's nervous. You can see she doesn't like it when I spring questions on her. I can see how much she's sweating right now. Uh, she's like, oh, God, it's something you read on Twitter. What is it? Um, I won't uh, keep you in suspense for too long. So Tammy Faye, it seems like, had a lot of interests, right? Uh, she did some puppeteering. She wanted a singing career. Um, obviously, she was in the televangelist business. Um, so I saw this image on Twitter and it was a person who was like this is my hobby graveyard and it was like a bunch of tombstones with hobbies that they had taken up and abandoned and it made me think about all the hobbies that I've taken up and abandoned oh uh, and so I was just wondering just for funsies uh, if if you guys have any hobbies in your hobby graveyard <laughs> so um, if you guys want to take a minute to think about it I can tell you some of my hobbies or if you'd like ahead, me to do that yeah. first uh, God, if I, I don't have enough room in my graveyard for all the hobbies that I've abandoned. Um, let's see. I went through a, of course I crochet, but only for a couple of months out of the year, uh, when I, or even weeks, like if I'm on a holiday, if I'm on a Christmas break, I'll, I, I've got a blanket I've been working on for five years. I did go through a pretty big sewing phase. Um, so I have like my sewing, I used to make dresses and I remember part of I was not with the initial phase, but mm -hmm. I remember there were years when you would make more thing, more clothes. I made maternity clothes because I didn't like, none of the maternity clothes were fun and cute. So I made a bunch of maternity clothes when I was pregnant with Elliot. Uh, but yeah, I used to sew every night. Like I was making all kinds of stuff. I had patterns. I wouldn't say I was a great seamstress. I was pretty good at making dresses. Pants were a goddamn nightmare. 
Uh, so I was not good at that. Cool pants, those cool rappy. Oh yeah, the rappy yeah. pants. Somebody told me they looked like pajamas once after a show, <gasps> and I Who got really embarrassed, that? and I never wore them again. No, I was what? What? what wonder what ha- happened to those. I got embarrassed, and I stopped who's wearing that? them. Well, you don't have to tell me who said that. I don't remember who it was. It was after. It was after the one minute play fest. Uh, it was some oh. actor in a different block that wasn't our block. And well, they didn't like, look like pajamas to me, oh, and they were so cute. And you, they were like. She like they were wrapped together, pants, and then yeah. she like wrapped them up, and mm-hmm. like they looked so cool. Yeah, thank you. I want, I want some. All she right, well, some. maybe I'll make you some. They were really easy to make. That's why I liked them because I could make a bunch of them really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was into beating, ne- making beaded necklaces for a while, um, and uh, yeah, I got really into all kinds of crafts. In between, when I like left my. Um, career teaching editing for a while I I kind of and editing I kind of I never really stopped editing I took on freelance jobs the whole time I had kids but for the most part I really like took a step back from my career and then I I went into this like overdrive of like well I'm just a stay-at-home mom now so but I need to be creative so I was like trying every craft I could think of and I was like I'm gonna start an Etsy store it was like you know Sarah I don't know if you know this about me but I get obsessed with things like I like a thing I didn't know (laughs) And I'll, I'll latch onto it and I'll make it my personality for a while. And uh, crafting uh, uh, was that for a little while. And so the, I have a very large graveyard of craft uh, hobbies. Um, so um, I guess I can go next. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess uh, these don't really count as hobbies because they were stuff I did in high school, like French horn and color guard. That they is were- a, that, that color guard, man. That is a lot of work. That is a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. That is no joke. Um, also, baking. I was into baking mm. for a bit, and I mm-hmm. baked for my coworkers and like as like gifts and stuff. But then when I gave up sugar, mm. I was unwilling to bake anymore mm. because I was like, it will smell delicious and I can't eat it. What if you bake without sugar though? It's nasty. Oh, because yeah, I wouldn't no, eat we, something that you baked. Tried, we've tried a few times. Um, like my mom and I and Sam mm-hmm. and I have tried to bake things with fake sugar mm-hmm. and it's just like Bleh. we're really into meat pies right now like I don't bake the cr- make the crust myself but they make this delicious crust at the DeKalb Farmer's Market and we don't eat meat so it's like fake meat it's like beyond meat but like we've mm-hmm. been watching The Witcher um, on the weekends and with my sister and making these like rustic pies with like potatoes and like peas and like beyond me and like oh it's good stuff also uh, i'm sorry go ahead no i you go ahead um also i guess video games i used to be more into those nice um i'm gonna get you back into those video games with that vr headset sarah <laughs> um and i guess there's might be one more um you and sam play, play video games together though right we did when we had a Wii U. Well, it's my brother's Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam thinks he might get us a Nintendo Switch. Mm, fun. Um, my kids love the Nintendo Switch. I think. And you can play it on TV. Last, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the last uh, hobby I'll mention is Sudoku. Oh, fancy. Not really a hot hobby, fancy. just something I used to do obsessively. And then I finished a bunch of books and then i was like okay i'm done i'm You're like i've purged myself of the need to do <laughs> yes. this yes basically uh do you have any hobbies in your hobby graveyard brandon 
you know, and see now I'm the one that's that's put on the spot. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things. Dan not everyone, not everyone has a hobby graveyard. Some people I, follow through. I, I have some. Well, hobbies. depending on what I do, I've got things like you know, I used to play tennis, so I've mm-hmm. got tennis racket and thing like mm-hmm. that. Uh, some sports. We've got our bikes mm-hmm. in the oh, in the garage I, that have been oh, sitting I made there forever. Bike, biking was my personality for a while, for you sure. Know, and love doing that. But then it's like I, I did used to do a lot of painting, mm. and you know, had a lot of those, you know, things that I'd created and, and it was just something that I, you know, had worked on, but then mm-hmm. just didn't, you know, just kind but of, but you're back to that. making, you're doing paper crafts. I'm back to paper making, crafts. Yeah, yeah. making, which the reason I like doing that is I always found that whatever was in my head mm-hmm. never really made it to the hand, to the brush, to the, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I go, okay, that mm-hmm. kind of looks good, you know, look at it now, but mm-hmm. it just being a sort of perfectionist or coming yeah. out like it's not what's in my head. So it just doesn't look good. So I like mm-hmm. what I do now sort of with the paper crafts because I can create it first and then it really kind of looks like what was in my head. That's um, awesome. We have different, you know, I, sewing is something I really, you know, that I was, you know, good at doing. Brandon, we could have a sewing night. long time. We could have we a sewing in. night. It's like I've forgotten half of the stitches that I'm like, wait a minute, what do I, what's this? Oh, I did everything on the machine. No, I did the machine. machine, Yeah. I just turned the dial. I turned the dial. I think this is it. What's the zigzag one? Mm -hmm. There we go. This is the, you know, and and we've got a, um, a serger and everything and gotten that for Dan. Well, I was quilting. I was making quilts. Yeah. That are still sitting there. Yeah. And little, um, and then things like, I love board games. Mm. Um, I tell people all the time, I'm like, being an only child, not told Danny this. And it's like, I played board games by myself. And he's like, how mm-hmm. did you do that? And I'm like, I would be all three characters and play Monopoly or mm-hmm. I'd play this. And oh my gosh. I'd play so Clue cute. by myself, you know, and it would be oh. like, hello, I'm looking at this card and these cards and I know. It. But it's just, I love playing board games and it was just never having I feel like it'd be hard to play games. Clue by yourself because like you look at the cards, you there's know, there's a lot is. of double crossing, you know, exactly. <laughs> I double cross myself oh my all the time. Young Brandon. I probably have split personalities as well. <laughs> I'm just imagining you putting on different hats and wigs, uh, for each character that you're, and now I do theater. How, I, that how happen, did that know? happen? Um, so yeah, just different, different things of, um, you know, get, getting involved with, but I don't, and I guess part of the other one, I think a little bit, and I thought about, I'm like, well, religion in a way, because I did, you know, for a while, it's like, oh, I like Buddhism and studying Oh, man. That. Oh, Buddhism. Then, I forgot to mention that. I was oh, studying Sarah, into Buddhism. I remember Buddhism. when you were into Buddhism. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these different things are like, let's look at tarot and, and this oh, met- metaphysical tarot. stuff and crystals. I've got crystals. Same, that, Brandon. You know, these are all, all of this in my hobby graveyard. Like, you know, they're all in the graveyard, but it's like, well, actually my I crystals, them, like, pull them out, I've just but. got my crystals all over the place in my bedroom. They're everywhere. I like to create a Zen space, you know, and um, I have them all, all labeled and ooh, in like nice. a little case and really yeah. nice, but then I never pull them out yeah. to, to really use them. But it's like, I like getting those and then going to the store. God, getting a shiny new crystal from the metaphysical store. It feels so good. It's like this crystal is going to change my life. I'm going to write that screenplay because I bought this crystal. Finally. Like I feel the energy. I feel the energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind yeah. of one. So those are my hobbies, you know. I think um. that, you know, <laughs> uh, different spiritual paths, it's like we're all trying to look for a way to co- like find, to make sense of things or to feel like there's some kind of um, 
there's master plan. There's got to right. be more, right? There's more right? or someone's looking out for the world is looking out for me in some way that I can't see or I'm a p- bigger part. I'm a part of something that's bigger. Sarah's like, nope, I'm a speck of dust on a rock and I don't care. <laughs> but I'm always looking for that stuff, you know, like I have found my own uh, things that uh, make sense to me spiritually and that feel true. And that's kind of what I look to is like what feels true or right in my heart. And I stick with those and, and uh, it, you know, I, I feel like I do at least need a little bit of something, especially when I'm going through a dark time, I need a, something, a little something to comfort me beyond myself. Um, besides me and Adam driver, of course, Adam driver movies. I take drugs. <laughs> Uh, good Lord. Um, <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready to talk more about some Tammy Faye? Let's talk yes. about Tammy Faye and her path to a religion. I don't know. She sort of was on the path at the beginning of the movie and we just, we took many paths, many storied winding paths to get where she ended up. So let's just get right into talking about Tammy Faye. The house is a mess, Jack. The kitchen is a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. Seems sort of different. Let's just do it. Huh? You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. My favorite thing about this movie is the story of a relationship mm. and how you can like meet someone and mm. totally be head over heels for them and think like they are just the best thing ever. And by the way, this is not from from experience. This is just like what you seeing saw in the a movie. relationship. Yeah. A, a relationship over a period of like decades, like how you can go through different cycles and and totally hurt each other in just like enough ways that it just it breaks it. Like no matter how strong of a bond you have, mm-hmm. if you hurt the person, the other person in just the right way or the, mm-hmm. the wrong way, um, it just destroys it. And it was just very sad for me to see how to their relationship kind evolved of and fall apart. Yeah. What do you think? Sad. What do you think caused them to come apart? Like, what was it that caused them to come apart? You think? I know there were a lot of little events, but like, what was the thing that pulled them apart? You think? Fame and and money. It often mm-hmm. does pull people apart, mm-hmm. um, just because of people have different reactions t- to that stuff. Um, and also, he probably was gay or bi and wasn't allowed I, to express that. I think him not that. being allowed to be himself was a big problem as well, for sure. Uh, because Tammy wanted somebody who found her attractive. Uh, and also, I do think that women in general, like, I think uh, in, uh, I think women often feel worried after having children and their bodies change and we saw her body changing in the film that they won't be uh their the and they discussed this you know her mother said it's your job as the woman to make yourself presentable and attractive to your husband and so there's all this pressure on the woman to continue to be exactly how she was before she had kids uh mm-hmm. and so i think she, there was some of that as well where she's like i've had you know now that i'm why don't you want me anymore um, mm-hmm. and then, and, but, but what she didn't see was that there was something deeper going on. Uh, I definitely mm-hmm. think that was part of it. Like it led yeah. to her seeking that from another man. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they cast the perfect person in that role. Who like, the fuck was that? He, he had the most like, atrocious wig. He looked like Chris Evans. Are you serious, Sarah? I, he 
would. I wouldn't even put him. I wouldn't even call him Dollar Tree Chris Evans. Like he was was like. like, I thought he was Chris Evans. It was like when you were, you know, what's that? That catalog wish. Uh, If you ordered Chris Evans Uh, from Wish, that would be who you would get. (laughs) No, he was just like him. No, he he did not. His wig was unforgivable. That wig wig belongs. That wig belongs in the last duel, Sarah. It was a wig. wig. It was a wig. They took that wig from Ridley Scott's set and And they brought it it on Chris Evans. (laughs) I thought it was Chris Evans in a wig. Wish Chris Evans. That's what that was. Um... (laughs) Oh my gosh. He was a good actor. I just that wig. Good I was actor. so distracted. It was, it was Gary, right? He was saying Gary. all the right yes, things. Gary, yeah. He was saying all the right things. Well, like, I think he really did care about her. Um, it's gosh. too bad. Wouldn't it be nice if they could have just stayed married and be BFFs and then she could have Gary on the side and he could have his own wing and then uh, Jim could have had his guy. I don't remember his name, but he was like the production coordinator at the at the, yeah. at the uh, like he could have had his guy and they could have just had a whole like a whole they could just had a, you know a whole happy family they had enough room at the at yeah. the compound for everybody to live copacetic you know yeah. that's the world that yeah. i'd like to see that's his hair though i don't think it's a is wig. it it looked yeah, like a got, wig to he's me he's got long hair what the hell is that guy's name of- what else has he been in what's his name uh, mark mark waist waistratch okay but it's like Another Johnny Christ. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Just my luck. Like, I don't recognize. I mean, I recognize the developer who, you know, the one who was building the theme park. That guy was on the Parenthood TV show. So I recognized Mm -hmm. him. Um, Yeah. I recognize the guy guy playing Jerry Falwell. He's a very big actor. Oh, yeah. That scene, the the theme theme park Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. was a very telling scene of like, why does the world need this theme park? Like, why are you make why do you need this person to give you this money to make this theme? What is what are you because they want the Christian version of Disneyland? You know, which exists. But again, what does it add? It exists. But I, I guess what I'm saying is it felt like, like, let's make as much money as humanly possible. And do whatever we can to do that but like it doesn't the world doesn't need that theme park i think there's this idea that if it's that in some parts of this community that if it is not based in christ then it is unholy and bad and so maybe going to disney world is a is is not for some of those families feel sinful and not safe and not pure whereas if you go to Jesus world. Um, I don't know. It's also Disney part of the indoctrination. I think place ever to us, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm about to tell a story and this may, uh, I hope this does not offend people, but this is honestly my, this is on, my honest experience. Again, I did not grow up religious. Okay. I didn't. So when I read a religious text, I don't get like, there, it doesn't touch me deeply, okay? I tried to read the Bible. I got to the beget chapter. I couldn't make it any further than that. It was just too much. Um, I just couldn't. It, and I'm, I appreciate that for some people that really does hit them really deeply in the soul. I, that's wonderful. Now, I'm getting to my point. I don't want to bring this back to Star Wars, but I'm going to. <laughs> I love Star Wars, okay? I don't just love it. I'm obsessed with it. And I also feel like, to me, a lot of the the best parts about Star Wars 
are also life lessons about um, perseverance and 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 love and love triumphing 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 over fear and uh, 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 the the need for power and all these other things, all these big ticket uh, philosoph- philosophical ideas, right? And what at one time I was reading a book, a Star Wars book, to my child. I don't remember which one it was. I think it might have been Lucas. But I was reading a book and I was taught and I was and it's one of those books where they tell you about all the characters and you're pointing out who they are and it talks about the force and I'm explaining all of this to my son, my little toddler son sitting in my lap and I suddenly had a moment where I was like, "Huh. This must be what it feels like for people to sit down and talk to their children about Jesus." <laughs> and I'm not trying to say that Star Wars is my religion. I'm just saying that it brings me so much joy and comfort that for me, sharing that with my children is I, I is the best way I can compare what it feels like to someone who religion brings them that. It brings them joy and comfort, and they want nothing more than for their children to grow up l- like, like feeling safe because it's there, right? Uh, and to me, because the characters in the Bible are like characters to me. Then when I read about star Wars, it's very similar to me in my opinion. And I know that that other people don't feel that that might see that as blasphemy, but I'm sorry. This is, this is my world. Adorable. Um, so to bring it back to the park, the theme park, I would imagine that for people who feel that way about religion, that taking your children to a theme park that's based in your religion would feel very fun and safe and exciting and like something you feel good about sharing with your children rather than perhaps the, uh, you know, the uh, blasphemous Harry Potter ride. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's, You go down Splash Mountain not, instead of Splash that's, Mountain. That's, that's the arc that you're Isn't Harry Potter exactly. in yeah, you know. Universal? True. I'm just kind of lumping them all together. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, Sarah's like, that's not where it is in the park. Still waiting on the day that you and I go to Star Star Disneyland together, by the way, Sarah. Disneyland or Disney, Disney World? Disney World. Disney World. Yes. It's too far to go to Disneyland. Yes. We have um, to go. But also, you would get annoyed with me and my children walking around Disney no. World all day. You no, definitely no, 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 no. That's, <laughs> that's what I want. That's my dream. My deepest desire is to go to Disney World with you, you and your family. Well, the you moment might. my children are vaccinated, we're already trying to figure out when we can go to that Star Wars theme park. <laughs> so, um, Is there also, is a whole theme park or is it a section yes, of... That Galaxy's Edge is an entire section of Disney. I When I tell you guys, when I finally... I don't want to bring this back to Star Wars, but here we are. Um, if I go to Galaxy's <laughs> Edge, you guys, I'm never coming back. Like, they're no. going to have... You're going to have to forward my mail. Uh, I'm never coming back. <laughs> no, she's at Galaxy's Edge. We can't. We can't reach her. <laughs> she thinks she's. she's she thinks there. she's. Uh, she thinks she's part of the resistance now. Um. Anyway, okay. Anything else to say? Oh, I did have one more thing I wanted to talk about. This sort of tangential to the movie. Um. But any is there anything you guys else you wanted to talk about about the eyes of Tammy Faye? Um. Or maybe like what we're left with at the end of this movie. Where does this movie leave us? I was trying to kind of puzzle that out at the end. Of course, Tammy Faye, you know, Jim is in prison. uh, Tammy takes this um, gig singing at a sort of religious convention. Everybody's really suspicious of her at first. They don't seem like they're too into it. And then Tammy goes into this sort of fantasy world where she's imagining this choir behind her. And then suddenly people are feeling the music and, and in a way it feels kind of sad because she's obviously living in this fantasy world, but also, 
people are clearly moved by it. And so she's bringing joy to those people in the audience. Anyway, I don't know what how you felt like. What did that leave you with as a sort of a last image or a last scene in this film? Um, that left me with feeling sorry for her, mm-hmm. um, the character at least. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because of what had happened in the other scenes where her, her trying to take terrible ideas to a... Uh, Oh, to the the, uh, the pitch session. The pitch session. Oh God! Not like only ideas was that from the sixties, very relatable to me. It's like that's me. <laughs> that was the one time I went to a company and tried to pitch a, a sitcom idea. I felt like I felt that it was that it was that uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. It's Aww. like, oh, I've got this. No, okay, sure. What do you have next? Oh, yeah. Okay, I've no, got my favorite else. is when they're like, "We love that idea." But what about this? And then they completely like they're like your idea, but not that like they're like, we love this idea. But what if this, this and this? And it's like, OK, what you described is is a different show <laughs> that you, you seem to be parenthood. writing. Uh, <laughs> huh? You've just described parenthood or so, uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> or something else. That's not the show that I brought in. I was like, great. So you want this show, but not um, got it. Um, anyway, what, what, what do you feel? So Sarah felt like she was felt sorry for Tammy. Uh, Brandon, do you have anything maybe that sums up how you feel? I mean, I felt like it was, it was just like a a tragic character, but also Mm -hmm. going this, this is, you know, this is sort of based, you know, on real life. Obviously Mm -hmm. there's some fantasy because it's a, you know, documentary movie, but, but you almost felt very sad of like, uh, you know, she, she tried to be a good person at the beginning, got swept up in everything and then almost led astray, but you could still see that she just wasn't a, a bad person, uh, a, a, you know, an evil person just taking money that she really wanted to do good mm-hmm. just on she the wrong like, path. She literally didn't understand. Good. And then to try to come back, it's like, it was almost like, it, you know, I, I just felt almost bad for her going, now I know more, at least mm-hmm. a little bit more about Faye. Mm-hmm. I don't see her as just this this crazy whacked out person that they talked mm-hmm. about, but it's the real person. And it just felt kind of, you know, kind of sad because it's also like she did support people. Mm-hmm. She did want to be a good person. And it's mm-hmm. almost like that religion in itself destroyed her, what she was trying to do. I mean, mm-hmm. you brought up earlier where, you know, she talked to God and then at one point she said, uh, right? Was it was it there where she couldn't hear him? Yeah. Oh yeah, I or, couldn't or, hear or God anymore. anymore. Yeah. Like, and it was like for the longest time she heard God doing it. And then at her lowest point, it was almost like, well, where's God? Like mm-hmm. he almost, he left me from what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I must be doing something wrong. What, mm-hmm. what's really going on? And then she had her, you know, um, I think that's when she had her overdose or mm-hmm. really kind of fell into yeah, that. And also that was something else. She didn't seem to understand the drug she was taking in the amount was wrong. I feel like she was She didn't know they were addictive. She was naive all the way through. Naive about, for sure. Like, everything. Yeah. But I think you guys are you guys are giving her a little more credit than I'm going to give her. I'm going to say that Tammy <laughs> Faye did want to do good, but also as long as it did good for Tammy. I, I really feel like from the very beginning, you could see that she she had a plan and she was going to be a star like she wanted that. And, and, and every choice she made was to lead to that. So uh, I think. I don't. And I think it's fair, like totally fair that that's what your reading of it is. But I saw a person who was bound to corrupt this from the beginning. Like she had a singular vision of what she wanted and she was going to do whatever she needed to to get it. And I think that she tried to make herself feel better by saying that 
well, I did all this good, so it kind of cancels out the bad, you know? Um, so I don't think she's quite that innocent, but I do also think she was naive a lot about, about a lot of things. I think probably in the real world, she knew what she was doing and stuff, but I I feel like in the movie, they didn't communicate that effectively. Okay. Like, like, I feel like they didn't, com- I feel like they gave her the benefit of the doubt. The film was saying, mm-hmm. this is a hapless woman who just I, that's not what I read way into this situation that's not what I read I saw her taking the reins and making choices about what programming was going to go on I saw her you know seeing that things were going weird with the money and choosing to look the other way uh, I think she knew that there was something up and she chose to look the other way um, also yeah. I don't know how you could accumulate that much wealth and not feel like there's something fishy about it um, yeah but no, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm just saying, and because it's fine that that's how you yeah. guys read it. I'm just saying, I I I can't give her that much of a pass, uh, even as a movie character. Um, but uh, ultimately, I think I left feeling that Tammy Faye was a lot braver uh, than I thought, and I found myself really kind of liking her um, by the end uh, and rooting for her, even despite her faults. Um, okay. So I guess we should do the Bechtel test. I'll be honest, I didn't pay that much attention to this because I was so swept up in the movie. Did you, Sarah? <laughs> Let's see how this plays out. I'm well, sure we'll figure it out. Mom. She she did. Mom. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So the Bechtel test. Uh are there is there more than one female character in this movie? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, do they have names? Yes. Do they yes. talk to each other? Yes. Do they talk about something other than a man? Yes. I think so, because they talked about money and the coat and all that. Uh, this is not a movie okay, that is... Yes. There's. This is not a movie that's heavy on female relationships, but the mother and daughter relationship was significant. So I'll give it, a, I'll give it something there. I can't really think of it too many other women that were in the movie, though. I feel like most of the characters there also were weren't men. any male relationships. Uh, I mean, there were like male like work True. things, but they didn't have long conversations. It was just like boom, 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 boom. The main relationship was between Tammy Faye and, and Jim. And Jim. That's true. And her and her mother. So I guess I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go on that. Um, it, it did remind me a bit of. Tanya Harding's relationship with her mother in the Tanya Harding movie as well. Welcome to Plug It Up. Uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about uh, some cool things that we're working on and some cool things that our guests are working on and or doing. Uh, not in the hobby graveyard cur- or maybe uh, resurrected from the hobby graveyard. I don't know. Uh, Brandon, do you have something that you would like to plug? Yes. Um, speaking of the hobby graveyard, but uh, mm-hmm. what's been resurrected, uh, I have uh, my website of some of the the art that I've been working on, uh, sort of my my papercraft art. Uh, it's a boy and his bird dot com. It's and so anyone, cute. It's, anyone that knows me, it's part of it uh, is because Dudley, our blue and gold macaw, loves to to play with paper as well, and I. You know, try to give him some some stuff to tear up while I'm working on. on they love to Eventually, tear. I'm going to have some art, but he likes to just grab something and just throw it. So eventually, but uh, it's I started when we were doing some work with Alice in Wonderland when I was doing that show and just some inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I have the most of the work I do is on the the cricket that I've gotten from 
my my mother-in-law and like I said what I love about it is I can I create everything on the computer and then when it when I cut it out and put it all together it comes together like it was in my mind and sometimes Mm -hmm. usually a little bit better a little bit different but um, I like that and really it's just kind of fun and whimsical different Mm -hmm. uh, things to look at so you know check it out uh Hopefully, eventually, I'd like to at least display it somewhere. So, are you uh, taking commissions, or like if somebody like yeah, went to the site I, if, and they were like, "I will you make me a thing?" Like you would, you take. Yeah, if they really like it, and they're like, the nice thing about it is I can create sort of similar to to what's on there. But if they mm-hmm. want some different colors or want something different, or if somebody has mm-hmm. a different idea mm-hmm. uh, of what they're looking for, I've mm-hmm. got. Uh, I sort of do you know, the, the Alice in Wonderland, so fantastical I could things. But commission like you that. to make a whimsical Adam driver paper craft is what you're I saying. I could, I could, it's kind of like a, a, Sarah's like, you know, stop collage, it. collage versus, you know, uh, Adam and Andy, both Adam and yeah. Andy. I feel like that would be, yeah. all right. I'll figure I'm, out something and put that in there. And, um, yeah, you know, I just want to put that out there to the, to the world and just see what, see what comes back. But I, you know, Put, put some fun and joy out into the world because we need it and just for sure, uh, you know, see what happens. But yeah, a boy and his bird dot com. And well, uh, I like it out. inside your head. It's a very <laughs> uh, sweet and fun and whimsical place. And uh, so everybody go check that out. Place. Yeah, everybody go check it out. Uh, Brandon's work is really beautiful. Um, you're so ta- you're so multi-talented. Multi-talented. Brand- Brandon. Oh, Did you also want to talk about the play? Because by the time this comes out, that your play will be close to coming out. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Tuna Christmas at mm-hmm. On Stage Atlanta. Uh, by then, or by the time this has come out, we've gone through all of our rehearsals, and hopefully, I've remembered all my lines since it went it's great. Two people, or it went great when this <laughs> is, whenever this is. It went awesome, mm-hmm. amazing. I loved it. Hopefully, you've come out and seen it. If not, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it'll be. I think the show will be opening shortly after this episode comes out because you said it opens at the after thanksgiving right after it's after thanksgiving yeah. yeah so we'll we'll you know check come check it out i'd love for you to to come out and see it it's a good christmas show it's real sweet as well not only is it just kind of funny that we're playing all these characters but it does have a story that runs through it there's even times right that i've uh brought myself almost close to tears with a couple of of the Aww. scenes because they're just really sweet and so it's um it's a challenge it's been a challenge but uh, I think it's worth it. And it's going to be fun. So two and a Christmas at Onstage Atlanta opening uh, right after Thanksgiving. So uh, check that out. Um, Sarah, would you like to plug something? Would you got something? Uh, yes, sir. Check out my Instagram account, hedgehodges underscore bodpos, H-E-D-G-E-H-O-D-G-E-S underscore B-O-D-P-O-S. Um, it is about me and my story of going from thin and... Um, uh ashamed to fat and ashamed to fat and thriving love um, it love <laughs> it um and uh and hair not not hair i keep saying hair because hair and, ma- and makeup should go together but it's not hair well it's just i think makeup. you're underestimating your hair tremendously makeup and clothes my, my and hair clothes. tip. this is my hair tip i wash my hair mm-hmm. i condition my hair great i let i put leave-in conditioner Mm -hmm. i blow dry my bangs Mm -hmm. i let the rest of my hair air air dry that is my tip that's that's everything i do that's and 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 that's for free you didn't even have to subscribe Mm -hmm. to get or or follow to get that 
Um, yeah. so you will have to follow for everything else. Everything else. Nothing else will be given for free. Your um, eyes, the, the way that you do all of your eyes, I love. Yeah. Oh, I love uh, all of your different versions of doing your Thank eyes you. and the colors. So um, Sarah's makeup is amazing and you're amazing and I love you and I love uh, reading your story. You're, um, oh, you know, you. Uh, I think we've all. Uh, I can't. I mean, I think most of us. Everyone I has fucked up relationships with their body, yeah, and, food and that kind of stuff. And learning to like, as you grow older, like learning to love and accept yourself, and like see how other people see you. You know, like how beautiful you are, and other people see that. And it's just teaching ourselves to see that thing that everybody else already knew. Because, like, I mean, you're gorgeous and beautiful, and I always knew that. And so, um, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you you're do gorgeous too. and beautiful too. Oh, thank you. So are you, Brand- yeah, Brandon? Brandon? Oh, well, Sarah. Beautiful. I mean, both of you. But you know, Sarah, when I first met you too, I, I was like, she's got it together. I need to know who this, who, who this person is, and I want to work <laughs> with her and do things with her. And Aww, then so it's sweet. so interesting to 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 you know become your friend and and hear about your story and go, really, wow, I didn't you know, think that at all, you, to me, you came across as this, this strong, amazing woman. I was like, oh, I need to know who well, this is. Well, at that is. point, I Almost had, in, uh, you know. I had reached a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, not completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took a few years before I was like, fat is okay. Like mm-hmm. I was still at that point when mm-hmm. you met me, I was like, I'm great, but I'm fat. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so but it was it's like, a journey where we've all had to learn, you know? I think, you know, yeah. to ex- but you had this confidence about you that just, it was just it was easy but mm-hmm. it was like well oh, you you were you were really easy to work with like how how brand and i met i was directing him and um a mutual friend or would become my our friend tanner um in a a showcase mm-hmm. i think that's that's how we met right yeah mm-hmm. yeah and um yeah it was just like i'm so glad that you're still in my life and uh, yeah, you had just directed Shape of Things, I think. That's right. right. Was it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's why I was like, yeah. she is an amazing director. I need it's to know. It's true. It it's just a like, fact. Because I, I saw the show and then she was standing there at the end and I had just moved to Atlanta and I remember leaving and, and it, you know, and then I was like with Danny and I was like, oh, she's the director. I've got to, you know, I was like, hi, oh, you did such a great job. And then I got to work with her and I thought, oh, this is awesome. And then as a director, got to work with her and it was just amazing. Yeah. yeah being directed actually... by Sarah is a joy. It's Aww, a great experience. Oh my goodness. Thank you. It was fun. I still remember that you were, I still, you're standing by the door and I was like, oh, I've got to go talk to her. Hi. You're celebrity, hi. Sarah. Oh my like, gosh. Oh, you're so cool. No, you did such I a thought, good job. Because oh, it was such a good show, too. I was like, you did such a good so great job. Too. I mean, it was a fun show. Yeah, no. And I was really impressed with you as well. Um, and I remember you gave me for my birthday, which was soon after that, maybe like three mm-hmm. months after or something like that. And speaking of boot, 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 boot. Buddhism. Like you gave me a couple of books on on boo 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 Buddhism, and I read those, and they had little words of of wisdom for each day. And you also gave me a play playwriting book mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. I you know read, and I still like refer to, and like they were just such great gifts. And I was like, wow, this guy well, is like. One thing I'll say about Brandon too is that Brandon is very considerate and will give fun little gifts if you're in a show with him like I remember you mm-hmm. gave me these fun magnets uh when we did a show they were like these like sort of irreverent those with those like 
1950s illustrations with the irreverent quotes on them. And they're all over my fridge and I love them. <laughs> and we had to move them to the office because my kids started to figure out they're that they, irreverent. they were like, <laughs> what's this about? Um, but Brandon, so always it's, it's like, you know, it's just not a lot of people do that. You know, not a lot of people like no. take the time to think about like, Ooh, this is a little gift, but it'll make somebody happy. And it's like, you, you can tell that you think about yeah. people's personalities and that's just, yeah. it's really sweet. Very thoughtful. Oh, thank you. That's um, right. so I'm going to, what plug. about you? Plug us. I'm going to plug things in. that we did together. <laughs> uh, we were in a, uh, we did a sketch comedy web show that we shot virtually called the critical crop top sketch comedy web show. Um, so you can find out more about that, uh, at critical crop top, um, or, critical crop top on YouTube where you can watch all those episodes. We also worked on the parts that stay together. Uh, all did. three of us, which I didn't talk about in the last episode. Um, I think the screening would have passed by now. Uh, oh, no. But the, but at the time this comes out, we had a screening um, at the Atlanta uh, comedy film festival. There's another screening coming up that I don't know when it is, uh, but that is a another showcase. Uh, but all that stuff you can find about at critical crop top. Um, also Sarah and I do another podcast called the Adam and Andy podcast, where we talk about, uh, the filmographies of Adam Driver and Andy Samberg, uh, which was a spinoff of this podcast. They just go hand in hand. Uh, like PB and J, um, if you will. So, um, that's the Adam and Andy podcast. You can find it on all the things, uh, or, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy podcast or on Twitter at Adam Andy pod. Uh, it gets real crazy on the Twitter uh, it's a real fun place to be. It does. I was summoned to the Twitch Twitter and, today multiple times. I, and I feel, yes, you've been caught in a thread of us, uh, everybody trying to help me not get spoiled by the last duel. Uh, I was like, I think I'm going to have to leave Twitter for a couple of days. Obviously, I didn't. Um, but yeah, the Adam and Andy Twitter is a fun place to be. Um, but also you could join us on the Twitter for this podcast and tell us what you thought about the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, we're at Fem Mistake Pod on Twitter and we're on Twitter and Instagram at Feminine uh, Mistake Pod. Uh, so you can come and tell us what you thought of the eyes of Tammy Faye. What did you think about Jim and Tammy? What did you think that, how did you, the, what did the film leave you with? Um, tell us all about that. Um, Brandon, it's been so much fun to have you on the show. It's so great to have you. Thank you. It's been fun as always. As always, I I, I love I love it. I love hanging out with y'all. I know. Aww. I just love this. I feel like we need to do this every year. Um, I don't know what quirky character movie we'll pick next. Um, but now that we've gotten you out of the witch box, because of course we had you on only doing witch movies before, <laughs> not on purpose. It was just like Brandon's coming on. Let's it talk worked. about witches again. Um, but yeah, it's always fun having you on the show. You always bring so much insight, um, to what we're talking about. So thanks for, thanks for coming. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's been really fun talking about the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, and, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap up my, I'm gonna wrap up my cup of tea and I'm gonna crawl into bed. Um, so thanks listeners. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks on our next episode. I don't know what it's going to be about. We'll find out. We'll find out.